Hey guys, I'm Megan Pistetto. Welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. First week of Married at First Sight and what a week it's been. I do not have the emotional or physical energy left to recap the show this week. It's all just been way too dramatic. There are scandals dropping left, right and center. I barely have time to breathe at the moment. It's very hectic, but that does mean that I have a super jam-packed, super juicy episode for you guys today. I've actually had anxiety all day thinking that this might just be a little bit too much to serve up to you guys at once, but I guess too much is better than not enough. Anyway, let's not waste any time. Let's get straight into it because we do have a lot to cover. And just a little tip, guys, you have to make sure that you're concentrating this episode because it's a lot. We're going to go at a fast pace and you need to hang on to every single word that I say. You do not want to miss a single detail. Make sure you're seated for the entire duration because I do not want to be liable for anyone like falling over and hurting themselves. Put the kettle on, put your slippers on, put a face mask on, say your prayers and set the calm app for meditation mode as soon as this episode is over because it's a big one. It's a long one and most importantly, it's a juicy one. This episode is going to reach volcanic levels of explosive and you're all going to be mummified for eternity after this episode. Don't say that I didn't warn you. But before we get into today's episode, just some super quick housekeeping. Grab a bucket, grab a mop. If you could please take a second to leave a rating and a review. I still have trolls leaving me one star reviews, so we need to drown them out. Vote. This is a democracy after all. Exert your power. Subscribe to the show. That really helps push me to the top of the charts. And we all know that I love to be at the top of the charts, so please help me in that regard. Even better, if you've already subscribed, unsubscribe and then subscribe again because I get double points. So that would be great. While you're there, rate the show, leave a review because that is how I continue bringing the tea to your ears each week. Follow me on all my social media platforms. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, OnlyFans, just kidding. And don't forget to join my cult, the Facebook community that is So Dramatic Podcast when you search in groups. There is some great banter going down in there. Each night that Married at First Sight is on, we have our chat threads each episode. It is so much fun. We get like 2000 comments sometimes. It's total mayhem. It's so crazy. I actually have RSI in my finger from it all, but it's worth it. It's a lot of fun. Get involved. Coming up today, lots of Married at First Sight bombshells. Too many to count, too many to summarize. We have three huge Married at First Sight cheating scandals exposed. One is involving Cameron, another is involving Bryce, and another one is involving Samantha. Plus, that is not all. Bryce had a secret girlfriend that he tried to hide during filming, and I've got all the juicy details about that. And look, it's possibly, actually no, it's definitely the biggest scandal of the season, hands down. Another huge cheating scandal this season is the cheating affair with Cameron and one of the brunette brides. I will reveal which bride strays, as well as all of the juicy details about what went down between them, plus details about Samantha's ex-husband who cheated on her, which was revealed on the show this week, but there is a lot more to the heartbreak story that we don't know and it's simply devastating. 
Plus, I reveal all the scandals that are coming up next week, all of the drama that will unfold next week on screens, and there's so much more. I'm not even going to waste any more time summarizing because there is just simply too much today. You'll see what I mean. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. So it's all fun and games until your plus one hooks up with another reality star. And that is exactly what happened to Bachelor star Caitlin Hopp last Friday night at Bedroom Bar on the Gold Coast. So Caitlin was ironically seated in the booth next to the booth her fellow Bachelor co-stars slash enemies Charlie and Marg were seated at. So they have a long-standing feud, as we all know. Now, a source has revealed to So Dramatic that Caitlyn was not happy about seating next to these girls and allegedly tried to have them kicked out of the venue or at least moved. Caitlyn had also taken Married at First Sight star Ivan as her plus one to the event. However, during the night, Ivan started hanging out with the other reality stars in the booth next to them and he actually ended up hooking up with Charlie later on in the night. As you can imagine, Caitlin was not happy about this and she left the club furious. She gets into a cab, she goes home and on her way home in the cab, she starts recording herself on her Instagram. Now, she posted a video blasting Ivan in the taxi, <laughs> calling him horrendous names. Like for example, she called him Ivan Malat among other things. Let me play you the audio from the video that she put up on her story. I just wanted to like approach this in a very sensible behavior. But imagine inviting a maths failed star who's really skinny and doesn't attract many women. And then fucks me over. You know what, Yvonne, Ivan Milat, whatever your name is, go and fuck yourself. You don't in real estate. Like, when do you work, by the way? I haven't seen you on realestate.com or any, like, alerts. So, Yvonne, like, do you work in real estate or do you just, like, suck dick? And do you just, like, pretend you're in real estate? Because that's, like, the worst kind of people, like, pretend they're in real estate and they're not. So full on. Oh, my God. One of the girls also told me that before the actual event... Jamie Doran, who has since patched up his friendship with Caitlyn, who he had a falling out with. We cannot keep up with that. It's too fast even for me to keep up with. He had also tried to get the girls uninvited to the event and kicked off the guest list. I could only dream to be this petty, honestly. It is more drama than a high school playground. Then, after this all happened, Caitlyn then sent Charlie a string of messages after the incident that are too rude to read out. She was basically threatening to tell everyone that she's a bad teacher, among other things. Oh my God, oh my God. Last week on So Dramatic, it was reported that Kira McGuire and her Love Island toy boy, Matt Zikowski, had a secret love contract. Go back and listen to that episode with all the juicy details if you haven't already. Now, one of the things that was mentioned was apparently Matt was the one who had dumped Kira and he was going around and telling his mates that he never had feelings for her and he was just using her for Instagram followers. Now, I just want to add in here that Kira did contact me after this story went live and she said that it wasn't true, their relationship was real, so I just want to include Kira's comment. That's what she said. She said they were in love, it was a real relationship and it wasn't fake. Now, after the story went live, 
I had a number of people slide into my DMs with some even more shocking claims about Matt. Turns out he's been a very naughty boy. One person wrote, Kira and Matt are 100% broken up. A friend of mine slept with him while they were at the SB and Matt told her to be super discreet because he didn't want it getting out yet. This was five weeks ago, they added. Kira and Matt have been over for ages and he's been out on the prowl for a while now. Another source contacted me saying, Matt broke up with Kira. Then Kira turned on him and blocked him. I know a lot about them and the relationship they had. I have some horror stories about the way she treated him. This week, Kira was also seen hanging out with Matt's Love Island co-star, Anna McAvoy. They had dinner together. Side note, it was during lockdown, which did not have the Dan Andrews seal of approval. Then a few nights later, they also had a sleepover together at Kira's house. So they actually know each other through their former boyfriends. A source explained to So Dramatic how these two became friends. They have known each other for quite a while through the same circles in Melbourne even before Anna was on Love Island. They became even closer when Kira started dating Matt as he was friends with Anna's boyfriend at the time, Josh Packham. But more recently, they have become even closer since Kira split from Matt because they have bonded over being fucked over by the boys who were best friends. They have both gone through a very similar experience and have been a shoulder to cry on for each other. They both feel like they understand what the other person has gone through and the shitty experience has brought them closer together. Good to hear. Love seeing girls stick together. And at least out of these breakups, these shitty breakups, they have both at least found a beautiful friendship with each other. Girl power. Oh my God. Oh my God. We all know that the world of reality TV is very incestual, but it seems like this year's Married at First Sight contestants are wasting no time making themselves at home in the blue tick community as the reality TV pyramid scheme expands to new heights. As I posted on Instagram this week in a nice little gallery, if you want to check it out, that's at so dramatic podcast underscore. So Jake is friends with a number of famous faces, including I'm a celebrity, get me out of his dipper, Survivor star Sam Webb, media personality Mel Grieg, to name a few. Oh, and he also actually knew another bride. He knows Booker. A source told So Dramatic this week that they were actually close friends and business partners, but apparently didn't know that they were both going on the show, which I find very hard to believe, to be honest. Now, that is not the only blue ticks that Jake knows. Last Friday night, the 19th of February, 2021, at approximately 8pm, Jake was out on a date in Melbourne with The Bachelor's Jess Brody. Mark your diaries. Jess Brody was out having drinks and she was sharing a number of snaps on her Instagram and an eagle-eyed So Dramatic listener, thank you to the person that sent this in, spotted Jake the super spreader snakes hands in one of her snaps. How do we know that they were his hands, I hear you all ask? Well, to the naked eye, you probably couldn't tell, but when you zoomed in on the snap on closer inspection, as So Dramatic students are now very well trained to do, Jake's new tattoos that he recently got, chaos and order, so he's got chaos on one hand and order on the other, were clearly visible in this picture that Jess posted. It's unsure if they're just friends or if the one-on-one -on -one date means that they're more than friends, which, if true, is a very big clue that Jake does not end up with his on-screen wife, Beck. Unless, of course, I guess, Jake and Beck are into open marriages. Watch this space. Oh my God, oh my God. Speaking of Jake, 
his on-screen wife, Becca Zemek, actually gives him a run for his money in the Blue Tick Buddies department. Beck knows our former CEO super spreader and Survivor star and Bachelor star, Lockie Gilbert. Now, it was reported this week that Beck and Lockie had some sort of romantic connection. However, a friend of Beck's has confirmed to So Dramatic that these reports are 100% fake news. They said, God, no, they were never more than friends. They just had good banter and would always muck around and be playful with each other when they were both single. But it was never anything more than friends. They have a similar outgoing and energetic personality, so they got along really well. Lockie was actually supposed to be at her wedding in September in Sydney, but because of COVID, he couldn't go. Damn, wouldn't that have been juicy, having Lockie, the former bachelor, in the audience at Beck's wedding? I don't know if Channel 10 would have been too happy about him jumping ships to Channel 9, but would have made for an interesting twist. Beck is also friends with The Bachelorette's Trent Cray. They've been friends for a very long time and apparently they're best friends. I think Trent is actually going to feature in the show later on at Homestays or something like that. She also knows Shannon Karaka from The Bachelorette and Todd King, as well as Married at First Sight star Alex Markovic. Now, Alex actually told So Dramatic this week that she has known Beck for over 12 years because they went to school together. I also received a tip off this week that Beck has another famous friend. Love Island's Todd Elton. The source tells So Dramatic, Beck and Todd actually lived together in Melbourne in 2013. Also, they added, Beck is not a clout chaser. She knew all of these people before they were on TV. They are all longtime friends, except for Shannon, who she met recently through Trent. The reality TV pyramid scheme continues to grow. Honestly, whoever started this pyramid scheme, they must be on like diamond tier by now and driving a fancier Lamborghini than James. Oh my God, oh my God. Beck revealed on Married at First Sight this week that she had been in a 10-year relationship with a former AFL star before she was matched with AFL star Jake. I can reveal that the AFL player she previously dated was Stephen Verrier Jr. He played for WA AFL. I'm going to share some photos of them on my Instagram at So Dramatic Podcast so you can have a look. They look very cute together. Now, a source has dished some details about Beck and Stephen's relationship to So Dramatic. They revealed that not only did Beck and Stephen date for 10 years, they were actually engaged for two months before deciding to amicably end the relationship and call the engagement off. The source says they ended things because there was infidelity in their relationship on both sides and they just couldn't move forward from it. They ended on fairly good terms. They're still in contact. They are actually currently in the process of dividing their assets, which includes a few houses. He didn't mind that she went on the show. He had no problems with it because they are over for good and there's nothing there left between them. They then added, Beck died when she saw that she had been matched with another AFL player because she has been around the footy scene long enough to know that sportsmen don't always make the best partners. She wanted a normal guy. All she asked for was a great smile and great banter. And as we know, she feels like she got neither of those things in Jake. Oh my God, oh my God. Last week on So Dramatic, I dropped the piping hot tea that Bryce had been dumped from his hit 107 Canberra radio show. It was a super juicy scoop. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. Before proceeding past this point, we do not want any degrade students this semester. Keep up, it is a fast moving beast. Basically, to summarize, 
Bryce dumped his real-life fiancé to go on Married at First Sight, which was also covered in the episode, and then his bosses dumped him for going on Married at First Sight just days before his TV debut. Now, I have an update on this scandal. Another colleague of Bryce's got in touch with So Dramatic to shed some more light on the situation and give a little bit more details about why he was dumped from the radio show. They said, Bryce returned after filming thinking he was this big celebrity. He was acting like he was the best, refusing to do any work, being difficult to his co-workers and bosses, and telling people how famous he's about to be and basically acting like a big diva. So basically what they're saying is that he was flexing all over the office. Calm down, Bryce. The show hasn't even aired yet. The source went on. Bosses told him that they were letting him go and they gave him a chance to quit before they fired him. The plot thickens. Oh my God. Oh my God. I also have an update on the tea involving Bryce and his ex-fiance Lana, who, as I just mentioned, was revealed on So Dramatic last week that he dumped her to go on Married at First Sight. So he actually applied for the show during their engagement and then once he was accepted, dumped her. Now, Bryce said on Married at First Sight this week that he had ended things with her because they wanted different things in life. He said he wanted to settle down and start a family and she didn't. However, dun dun dun. A source tells So Dramatic that this isn't exactly the case. They said, Bryce said that they wanted different things in life, but she was the one who was ready to settle down and he wasn't. She had been ready to settle down for years, but could not get him to fully commit and hang up his bachelor shoes. He was always wanting to move, always changing jobs, and in the end, Lana had had enough and realized he was never going to change or give her what she wanted. Poor, poor girl. My heart breaks for poor Lana. Oh my God. Oh my God. We all fell in love with Melissa's adorable parents this week on Married at First Sight, but as you all may have noticed, Bryce's whole family were absent from his wedding. A source tells me that the family wanted nothing to do with his TV wedding and were firmly against him going on the show. They told So Dramatic his dad was disgusted in him that he's doing this and his brother is also extremely embarrassed. They actually feel really sorry for him because it's all just so pathetic. I know that they're going to sugarcoat the truth about why they didn't show up. They will probably blame COVID or something like that because his parents are in Queensland and his nan and pop are in Victoria. I mean... Can you blame them? I do not blame them. I wouldn't want anything to do with this train wreck of a show either. Oh my God, oh my God. One person who was in attendance at Bryce's wedding was a very familiar face. It was his MC, in fact, who was actually Big Brother star Jason Roses, who appeared on the show back in 2014. Talk about a blast from the past. Now, this wasn't actually a total shock to me as last week when we were discussing Bryce being dumped from his radio show that he had with Mobs and Roses, Roses is Jason Roses and Mobs is Ellie Mobs. So Jason has the radio show, well, had, past tense, with Bryce. So they are good mates through work until he was recently dumped. But in a plot twist no one saw coming, Jason also has a connection to another Married at First Sight contestant, Canberra girl, Samantha. He shared a photo of her on his Instagram page back in 2018. So it seems like they've been mates for a long time now. So Bryce and Samantha have a mutual friend in Jason. So I think that Jason might be our latest super spreader. Oh my God, oh my God. Now, as revealed on So Dramatic last week, 
Bryce dumped his fiancée Lana to appear on Married at First Sight. He did reveal this on the show this week. He did tell Melissa that he had dumped his fiancée a couple of months ago. Now, this led Melissa to question whether or not he was fully over his ex. I can also reveal that, ironically, Melissa still has unfinished business with her ex-partner. A source tells So Dramatic, Melissa says that things ended with her partner 12 years ago, but that's not exactly the case. They have been on and off for many years. They even slept together as recently as a year ago. Not only that, but they also revealed that during the time they were sleeping together, Melissa's ex was actually, pause for dramatic effect, married. Yes, he was married. So Melissa was the other woman. They said Melissa was vulnerable and lonely and took him back. She still had feelings for him and just couldn't say no. She had hoped that he would dump his partner for her, but he didn't. He went back to his wife and left Melissa even more heartbroken than she was before. Scandalous. Oh my God, oh my God. This week we saw Alana Lister marry her new husband, Jason Engler. I had an interesting tip sent to me a few weeks ago, actually, from someone who actually went to high school with Alana. They said, Alana's real name is Sinead Chong. Not sure if she's legally changed it now or not, but she definitely did it pre-maths. So she's got a new name change, basically a new identity. We love to see it. However, it's weird because I would be doing the exact opposite. I would go on the show as myself and then I would change my identity after the show and then basically enter witness protection and never re-emerge ever again. Ironically, her new name is A-Lister. <laughs> A-Lister. She probably should have changed her name to something like Diana. So it would have been D-Lister, probably more accurate, but points for aiming high, babe. <laughs> Reach for the stars. Oh my God, oh my God. Now, another little quick tidbit. Belinda, one of the brides, she's got the long brown wavy hair. She claims in the promos that she has never had a boyfriend. Not once. However, a source got in touch with me this week, someone who knows Belinda very well, and said that she has in fact had boyfriends. In fact, she's had multiple boyfriends. She's apparently had no trouble finding love in the past. So that is something we need to keep an eye on, guys. Hold the producers accountable. Watch this space and let's see what lies they tried to feed us about Belinda. Oh my God, oh my God. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So will you confirm or deny? At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. Drum roll, please. I have three huge Married at First Sight cheating scandals to present to you all this week. Buckle up, wear protection, grab the Kleenex, etc., etc. Everyone really needs to pay attention to this because it's a lot to take in. You've got to be following. No trying to like multitask and clean your fridge. Sit down, pay attention. So this week on Married at First Sight, we were introduced to the lovely single mother, Samantha. She did reveal that her dirty dog husband of 10 years had been cheating on her. So messed up. So Samantha found out about the cheating because she found plastic snaplock bags bags with different SIM cards in each one. Each SIM card was marked with a different symbol for every girl he was cheating on her with. <sighs> what a dirty dog. So he was cheating on her with multiple women for about five years that we know of. That was heartbreaking enough. Honestly, I was crying during that, but it's actually a lot worse than Samantha had led us to believe. I've got all the details about one of these affairs that he had. It is so juicy. It is so scandalous. I just feel so sorry for Samantha that she went through this. It's it's honestly heartbreaking. 
Now, someone from her hometown of Eden, Canberra, who knows her really well, got in touch with me and told me the full story about what went down with the ex. So Sam was about 27 at the time. This happened about four years ago. Sam's ex-husband owned a cafe and he had a secret affair with his cafe manager. Scandalous. But wait, there's more. This cafe manager was also their live-in nanny. So Samantha's husband was cheating on her with their live-in nanny. I cannot, I just cannot with this. The source dishes to So Dramatic, they would live together, arrive at work together, go for secret meetings all the time and all of that type of stuff. They would try to make it look like a coincidence that they would just happen to rock up at work together and be like, oh no, we just bumped into each other. We just so happened to arrive at the exact same time in the exact same vehicle. But there was all this gossip that they were secretly dating. The source added that the cafe manager was only about 25 at the time. So she was really young as well even a little bit younger than Sam. So there was already a 17 year age gap between Sam and her husband. So I think there was about an 18 or 19 year age gap with the cafe manager slash live-in nanny. So basically Sam's husband had this affair with his younger employee who was living with them. Sam found out about it and they ended up splitting because of it, obviously. When Sam found out about this, that was why she then decided to look through his stuff. And then that is when she discovered he'd cheated on her with not just the nanny, but all of these other women as well. That's when she found the SIM cards, okay? Are you guys following? I have no idea how these people juggle full-time jobs, a wife and kids, as well as five mistresses. Like, I work from home. I don't even have time for one boyfriend. I literally take my hat off to these people. I truly do. The source added, Sam's husband financially abused her and he was quite well off and she was very vulnerable and dependent on him. She met him when she was very young and he supported them both. I don't think she worked at this time. He would financially abuse her and be like, you'll never be anything. You're only the person you are because of me. The source said, it was well known in Canberra when they got divorced. There was a lot of gossip about it at the time. Apparently he was emotionally abusive to her. The source also explained that Sam actually confirmed the cheating rumors to her friends at the time. And not only that, she actually posted about her dirty dog husband on Instagram. She was very vocal about exposing his dirty little secrets, plural. Now these posts, I have dug them up and let me read them out to you. So the first one's a picture of Sam. She's in like a rundown hair salon and she's holding up a drill in one hand and taking a selfie in the other. So I had a lot of people ask what Kovu means, that's her business, and why I have been nominated for the Women of Spirit Award. Kovu means scar. In July 2016, I was admitted into the Canberra Hospital for attempting to take my own life. Three months prior to this, I had discovered that my marriage and relationship of 10 years with two beautiful children was all a lie. After the very public and humiliating separation between my ex and I, I found the pain and the scars of having my trust broken on so many levels too much to handle. I had nothing. After 10 years of putting my heart, soul and trust into someone, I had nothing. From a five bedroom house in Red Hill, I moved out with nothing into a tiny two bedroom apartment in Kingston with my two boys. I lived off child support and my credit card. I had no access to borrowing from banks because I had been a stay at home mum for three years. With all of my independence gone and the loss of my identity, I just couldn't see a way out. My number one passion in life was hairdressing and always had been. 
and I put everything into my relationship, which meant I put his passions first. So lying in hospital alone with no family in Canberra, all I wanted to do was get out and end my life properly. The hospital assigned Jerry to me to sit with me and talk if I needed to talk. He was the reason I took my first step in the right direction. I decided that I was still here and that I was gonna give it my best shot. I turned into me, what I wanted and believed in. A little, very rundown barbershop had gone broke and was up for the lease at my local shops in Narrabunda. I got my shitty little credit card and took the leap. I couldn't pay tradesmen with the credit card, so I brought all of the tools from Bunnings and did it myself. I built Kovu through all of the pain, tears and scars. This salon is my savior, my dream, my independence, my confidence. We now donate pamper appointments to women in Carinia House and around Canberra that are going through their own pain, tears and scars, just like I did. What this brings me and them is more than words can describe. And then she's tagged a number of like charities, Lifeline Canberra. Then if that wasn't heartbreaking enough, there's a second post. This shot shows Sam looking very frail um, and withdrawn in her kitchen. She's stacking the dishwasher. She's in her pajamas and she's a lot thinner than she is now. Let's just say that she basically looks like a shadow of her former self. It's very, it's actually really sad to see. And this caption reads, this photo is so hard to post. Charlie took this of me without me knowing at one of my lowest points. This, believe it or not, is me standing in our family home kitchen on the morning that I found out my husband had been cheating on me for years. I was completely numb. I couldn't talk to my children, couldn't think straight, couldn't see what the next move was except for unpacking a dishwasher. I had my two children and my dog Tonka, which was my third baby, to think about, but also had no answers. Charlie had just learned how to use the camera on my phone at that time, so he was taking photos of everyone. I found this on my phone a couple of months ago and could not believe that this Sam made it. So skinny to the point of breaking. This is the result of someone striving for perfection to please someone that kept raising the bar. Kept changing the game as soon as I looked like I was keeping up. Kept standards so high that I thought I was a failure because I couldn't keep up. Different rules applied to me than him always. But just quietly, I've changed the game. I am free. The motto of my story is to be the game changer. I really hope that speaking out can help anyone in the situation that I was in. Abuse does not always mean physical. It's not uncommon that you're not alone. There is light, I promise. I also promise that I will never stop taking women into Kovu from women's refuges and looking after them each week. Nothing brings me more happiness than being able to help the women that are going through a bloody rough time just like I did. God, that's so hard to read out. She's actually such a beautiful person. Oh man. So... I mean, obviously Sam did touch on a little bit of that during the show, but I didn't realize like how bad it was. So very heartbreaking, but also good on her for like turning it around and making something of herself and coming out the other end. So great to see. So Sam obviously left him after that. And that's the story we saw play out on the show this week. Now a plot twist, it gets worse. Sam's ex-husband is actually still with the cafe manager slash live-in nanny to this day. They have been together ever since the affair, so for about four years now. The source explained to So Dramatic, the nanny would post really discreet photos of her and the husband together on Instagram, showing that she was on a date with someone, but not exactly showing who it was. Obviously, I could tell who it was. Then once Sam left him, she immediately started posting photos of them together publicly and they came out as a couple pretty much immediately after. So Samantha's obviously gone onto this show. She said that her deal breaker is cheating, fair. So what do producers do? They do what crack smoking producers do best. 
They pair her with the guy most likely to cheat for the entertainment of the nation. Now, this brings me to my next cheating scandal. Cheating scandal number two. This week, during a promo for the season, Married at First Sight producers left viewers a very telling clue about a huge cheating scandal that takes place this season. I wasn't even going to spoil this scandal just yet, but since producers have beat me to it and they've spoiled it for themselves, I'm just going to go right ahead and spoil it even more. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. So the producers shared footage of a groom with a heavily tattooed arm cozying up to a brunette bride. Now, on closer inspection, aka an Instagram stalk of Cameron's page, Cameron has the exact same tribal tattoo on the exact same arm. PSA, never trust a white guy who has a tribal tattoo on his body when he has no affiliation to said tribe. Pro tip, take it from me. Another side note, Cameron is the groom who lives with Jessica Power, as she revealed on this show a few weeks ago. So it looks like she's also given him some pro tips about how to score more airtime or how to have an affair on national TV. Well played if true, Jess, well played, or should I say, well trained. So who is this brunette bride, I hear you all ask? Well, there are only two brunette brides this season, Coco and Belinda, and look, I'm gonna put all my chips on red that Belinda doesn't seem like the type of girl to go for a guy with a tribal tattoo on his arm who looks like Pitbull's brother. I could be wrong, just saying. We all know that Coco likes a little bit of spice, a little bit of something something, a little jalapeno, but don't take my word for it. Take the word of my trusted sources. Drum roll, please. Yes, Coco is the bride who is involved in the cheating scandal with Cam. My source says, Coco felt a spark with Cameron at the dinner party and she set her sights on him immediately. They were flirting all night, much to the disapproval of Samantha. Coco was annoyed on this night because it had gotten back to her that her husband Sam was telling the other grooms that he wasn't attracted to her because she didn't have big enough boobs. Yes, he actually said that. He was also joking about wanting to send other brides a DM and he told some of the blokes that he was keen on Beck. So this was all happening right in front of Coco. So as you can imagine, she's very upset. Would the real Slim Shady please stand up? The source goes on to explain that after the dinner party, Coco actually invited Cameron over to her apartment to spend the day together bonding. And by bonding, I mean flirting. This was after she'd moved into a separate apartment from Sam because they weren't getting along. So she had her own space. She could do what she wanted. The source says, Coco and Cameron both confided in each other about the problems they were having with their partners. Ironically, both named Sam. Cameron knows Sam from back home, but they actually had beef. They didn't get along. He tells Coco that he's a pig to women and that she basically should leave him. Then at the commitment ceremony, Cameron was going to leave, but he chooses to stay in order to pursue things with Coco. Look, let's just say that Fraser, Lockie, Tim, Kieran, and whoever else combined have nothing on Cameron. He is going to make them all look like saints. Now, when it comes to Coco... She isn't going to be like the next Jessica Power or anything like that. Let's just say I don't think we're going to be that mad at Coco for cheating on Sam. I'm not condoning cheating at all. Like, I think it's horrible. But after the way he treats her, apparently it's pretty bad. I think we're going to be glad that she didn't stick around with Sam or should we call him Spam? Because he basically disrespects her the entire time. He's really awful to her. So 
Coco and Cameron end up hooking up, but they don't tell anyone. They keep it from the rest of the cast members and no one actually finds out about it until the final reunion. Producers gave them strict instructions to keep it under wraps. However, there is a dinner party where it does come out that they do share a special connection. Apparently everyone could see that they had chemistry and that they got along really well. Samantha gets told about this and it turns into a huge blow up. God, imagine if she knew the truth. They said that nothing had happened. They were just getting along well and that was it. So at that point, no one knew that there had been a hookup. They didn't even know that there had been a catch up. Then Coco and Sam end up leaving the experiment that week. Producers tried to convince them to stay, but they said no. They said, look, we do have a connection, but we don't want to do this on the show. Like we don't want to be that cheating couple. So if something happens on the outside, it happens, but we're not going to stick around and see it play out on the camera, much to the disappointment of the producers. So anyway, they leave the show, they leave with their partners. There's actually a mass exodus that week where they leave and other couples leave as well. So we see a lot of people go at the one time and then it all comes out at the reunion and all hell breaks loose. Coco does not come off looking very good at the very end of the season. That's all I'll say. Now, cheating scandal number three. I hope you're all still following. I hope no one's fallen asleep. I hope no one's fallen over just yet. So last week I revealed that Bryce had dumped his fiance to go on Married at First Sight. Now, the plot thickens even more because not only did he dump her to go on maps, he also cheated on her multiple times during their five-year relationship. Four times, four times that we know of. There could possibly be even more. Who knows, watch this space. So it looks like Channel 9 is really sticking to a formula when it comes to casting. Casting producers must just be telling the contestants that they've got to be certified fuckboys, love to super spread, and must have experienced cheating on their fiancés in order to apply. I feel like I'm having deja vu. I feel like they've just taken inspiration from my own dating life. But anyway, we digress. So on the show, Bryce says to Melissa that his ex-fiancé Lana still has feelings for him and he's only cheated on her once and he wasn't that guy anymore. He also said that he checked out of the relationship six to nine months before it was over and he was looking for a polite way to end things. Such a caring guy. Side note, Bryce, if you're listening, the polite way to end things would be to just end things and keep it in your pants before you do. So multiple sources have come forward to me and alleged that Bryce cheated on Lana multiple times during their relationship. So let's get into it. Here we go. The first time Bryce cheated on Lana was with another woman before they were engaged. Bryce told the woman that he was single, took her back to his house and had sex with her in the bed that he shared with Lana, in Lana's house, mind you. However, this rendezvous didn't just happen once. It happened multiple times and their affair was ongoing for a number of months. The woman in question only found out that he had a girlfriend when she saw him post on Facebook that he was moving to Victoria with her. She was like, WTF? He'd basically just fed her a whole bunch of lies and then didn't even bother to cover them up or hide them. The girl contacted Lana after seeing this and basically confessed to her about what had happened. But Lana unfortunately didn't believe her because Bryce just straight up denied it. He said that the girl was a psycho and nothing had happened. So it seems like he basically manipulated the fiance so bad into believing that this didn't happen, that was all fake news. So anyway, she stayed with him. The second time he allegedly cheated on her was with a co-worker. 
Now, this was also before him and Lana were engaged. The co-worker and Bryce slept together on multiple occasions. And then, in a plot twist no one saw coming, the co-worker and Lana then became best friends and they are apparently still good friends to this day. So Lana didn't find out about the affair until after she had split from Bryce. It all came out when it was too little, too late. Now, the third cheating incident. A source tells me that there were also rumors that Bryce cheated on Lana for a third time. This was when they were engaged. Apparently, according to the rumors, he hooked up with a girl from the football slash netball club he played at during a night out together. However, despite the rumors and despite multiple eyewitness accounts, both parties denied the rumors and they still deny the rumors to this day. So that cheating scandal remains an alleged cheating scandal, just so I don't get sued. Now, in addition to all of this, I had another girl contact me this week to say that Bryce hooked up with her friend back in 2017. God, I can't keep up. I officially cannot keep up with Bryce. I need a, like a chart or like a Venn diagram for all of these girls, honestly. This person said, Bryce hooked up with our local radio announcer in Sydney at a radio awards and it turned out he had a girlfriend at that time. Haha, ha. watching last night gave me the creeps. Vomit face emoji. She goes... They just met at a radio presentation awards night in Sydney. She was there with another radio host who was about to become her new co-host for her show, which they now still do together. I'm not going to say where or what station because I don't want to get sued. Anywho, she ended up meeting Bryce and they ended up in the hotel room together and the rest is history. Then later on, she found out that he had a girlfriend. Now, as I was going to record this today, I heard that there was a girl that came forward on Carl and Jackie O and also claimed to have hooked up with Bryce when he was with Lana. Apparently it happened at the radio awards. So I'm unsure if this is the same girl mentioned above because that was also at a radio awards things or if there is another girl again. So that could be the fifth girl. I'm losing track. So... When this girl went on Carl and Jackie O, Bryce denied the claims and said that when it happened, him and Lana were actually broken up. However, I spoke to someone today who knows the couple and they said that Bryce and Lana never broke up during their relationship. Not once, not a single time. So when Lana had found out about the cheating incidents, they never actually broke up. They were just fighting. So again, something's not adding up here, Bryce. Now, that is not all the Bryce tea. There is more. Press pause and go and have a drink break if you need. I know that it's a lot. Put the kettle on, make yourself a new cup of tea. In my case, I'm making myself a spicy mug to get through it. So not only did Bryce dump his fiance for Married at First Sight and cheat on her numerous times. <sighs> Drum roll, please. He also had a secret girlfriend during the entire time he was filming the show. Yes, mind officially blown. So after he broke up with Lana for Married at First Sight, he somehow managed to get another girlfriend before filming. You know, just someone to pass the time with, I guess. A source dishes to So Dramatic. I used to work with Bryce and he is horrendous. Technically, we can't say anything and it is so incredibly hectic at the moment. The Jake story today that you put out was nothing in contrast to Bryce. Bryce was also engaged. He dumped his fiance for the show. Bryce had a secret girlfriend the entire time during filming Married at First Sight back in Canberra. Her name is Courtney. They started dating not long after Lana when he had already been accepted for Married at First Sight. He lied to her and convinced her that he was just doing the show to further his career and he asked her to wait for him. She agreed. So then he kept her on the sly the entire time. <sighs> wow. So between May 15, when he dumped Lana, to September, when filming began, when he had his wedding, 
He managed to squeeze in an entire relationship with someone else. Man, I have been single, I think, for about, fuck, nine years now, maybe. Maybe longer. How the hell do these people have so many relationships? It honestly blows my mind away. Like, I need to start taking tips from these guys. The source continued, All of Bryce's friends knew about Courtney, even the ones who were at his TV wedding. Bryce and Courtney had been to a wedding together just three weeks before filming. They posted photos of each other at the event, which Bryce removed from his Instagram when he began filming. Their relationship was not a secret. She even attended the work farewell that Bryce had before he went off for filming. So Courtney's there at the farewell, farewelling Bryce with all his mates. And then a few days later, he's getting married to some chick on TV. Now, according to my onset sources, during filming, all of the contestants found out about this secret girlfriend. So Cameron actually knew Bryce through mutual friends from Canberra. They had played football together at the same football club. So the mutual friends got in touch with Cameron and basically spilled the tea on Bryce. So this is going to play out on the show. Apparently there is a whole episode about this secret girlfriend incident and the contestants all confront him about it at one of the dinner parties. A source explains to So Dramatic, Bryce lies about it. He denies the whole thing. He even convinces the girlfriend back home to text Melissa and lie to her saying that they never dated and that none of these rumors were true. Then at the dinner party, they call Cameron who had already left the show by this stage, asking him to tell them the full story about the secret girlfriend because they needed confirmation. They wanted answers. Bryce covers up the whole thing. God, it's like a cover up bigger than the OJ Simpson trial. Now, that's not even the worst part. Bear with me. I hope you guys are still following. After manipulating the secret girlfriend back home the entire time during filming, promising her that he was gonna come home to her, they were gonna pick up where they left off, but that is not what happened. He then dumped her right before the finale week. He basically played her like a goddamn fiddle. So she's left heartbroken. She's wasted four months of her life waiting around for Bryce to get off this show, but it gets worse. She's not the only one being played. A source claims that yes, Bryce is still with Melissa and he has moved to Melbourne to be with her, but he is only staying with her to help repair his image because he comes off looking so bad on the show. They said, Bryce knows how bad he's going to look when the show airs, so his only hope is staying with Melissa in the hope that her popularity rubs off on him and people perceive him in the positive light that she's perceived in by association. They said it's purely damage control. He told all the contestants he wasn't into Mel and he's also admitted to people that he's just staying with her for some positive PR. Bryce knows all the right things to say to convince poor Melissa that he's a good guy and for her to always have his back. He's literally pulled the wool over her eyes big time. Everything that came out of Bryce's mouth during filming was just lies and manipulation. Everyone felt so sorry for Melissa because she's truly a genuine person. Guys, I have no words. This is way too much, even for me. Everyone's going to have to listen to this episode twice because it's a lot to digest, I know. I actually think this is the biggest Married at First Sight scandal that I have ever come across. And I have come across like toothbrushes in toilets, cheating scandals galore, and an orgy. So, wow. Bryce is officially our new super spreader, hands down. He makes Jake look like a saint. I don't even have a title for him. Like, he is president of the United States levels of super spreading. Someone impeach him stat. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. Is the case for the FBI. So scandalous. 
Detective Megapus on the case again this week. I have been a busy little bee this week doing a lot of investigating about what dramas we are going to see play out next week on screen. If you don't like spoilers, I suggest that you skip ahead a little bit now, but I mean, who doesn't like spoilers, let's be honest. So we still have the weddings of Belinda and Patrick and Beth and Russell to look forward to. That is happening on Sunday night, I believe. Now, one big drama that goes down next week is between Belinda and Patrick. So they have a fairy tale wedding and they seem like they are a match made in heaven, but things take a sharp turn on their honeymoon and it ends with Belinda having a huge meltdown. An onset source dishes to so dramatic. Patrick surprises Belinda with a romantic bath, rose petals, bubbles, all of that stuff. Belinda wasn't really keen on it. She felt like it was too much too soon. Then, to make matters worse, Patrick got a bit full on in the bath, basically touching her, massaging her legs and her feet, and Belinda started freaking out. She almost broke out in a stress rash, the poor thing. (laughs) Oh my God. They said it became too much for her and she jumps out of the bath and has a massive meltdown. She was really shaken up and even asked producers to get a separate hotel room to Patrick. Look, I don't blame her. I also prefer to take my baths alone. Not only because I cannot fit anyone else in the bath, like the guys that I've dated have been quite tall. I'm quite tall and and round. Um, But because I just think that it's gross to share bath water, unless it's like a chlorinated spa. No thanks, not a vibe. Especially if your partner is a tradie who has been at work all day, like yuck. Anyway, apparently they managed to patch things up after that and enjoy the rest of their honeymoon together. Look, I'm glad to hear it because they look like a super sweet, super dorky couple and I'm rooting for them to be the last couple standing. I've got high hopes for them. They look like a really good match and I think they may last until the end. Gamble responsibly, guys. Now, Belinda isn't the only bride to have a huge meltdown this week. Beth also had a meltdown on her wedding day to Russell. So Beth, she is the gorgeous... She looks like Drew Barrymore. And then we have Russell. He is Dan Andrews' twin. Victorian premier Dan Andrews. They also get married this week, but apparently it doesn't go too well and there is a lot of drama with a capital D. A source reveals to So Dramatic that there is zero connection between Beth and Dan Andrews from day one. And apparently he is very full on at the wedding and it's all too much for Beth who breaks down in tears. They said, Beth just started crying out of nowhere. I think she was upset that she hadn't been paired with someone who was her type. Russell was the complete opposite of what she asked for and she was disappointed that she'd been basically stitched up. They also had no guests at the wedding. Both of them were unable to bring a single person because of the COVID restrictions. So they weren't able to bring anyone and that added another element of stress to the day. Beth had no one to talk to, no one to confide in and I think it just became a little bit too much for her. The source also dishes that the pair have a small argument during the reception over, wait for it, salmon. They explained during the reception, they have dinner, but it's just the two of them because there were no guests and they are served salmon. Russell had no idea what salmon was. He had never eaten or heard of it. And Beth was just sitting there in shock. I'm sitting here in shock. So imagine what Beth was thinking. God, salmon is my go-to. I eat salmon a couple of times a week at least. Fair enough if you don't like seafood or if you don't like salmon, but to not know what it is, is another thing. The source says, it was quite funny to watch. 
Beth is this very classy woman and Russell is a huge bogan, basically. Beth is also a vegan, she's gluten and dairy-free, and she only eats healthy, organic food. And she's been paired with Russell, who only eats steak and chips. The only vegetable Russell knows is potatoes. Beth was sitting there in total shock. She was very kind and patient with him though. So I am told that there is no love between these guys from day one, but they will be our comic relief this season. So no complaints there, we love a good laugh. It's a good palate cleanser between all of the dirty drama that happens on Married at First Sight. This year, there is also a huge Married at First Sight first. So the experts drop a huge bombshell that there is no commitment ceremony the first week. A source explains to So Dramatic, producers cancelled the first commitment ceremony because there were already so many couples who wanted to leg it out of there. So they basically changed up the format on the spot so they couldn't leave. So they're basically holding contestants on the show against their will. Sounds like a jolly good time. So instead, they introduced this thing, right, called Confession Week in order to create drama, which we love on this show. Not going to complain. The source explains contestants were given a series of tasks to do during the first week. One of them was that they had to rate all of the other brides and grooms in order of who they found most attractive. Let's just say it caused a lot of issues for the couples. Now, I'm told that Sam rates Connie really low and then she rates him back really low and she puts him after Russell, which doesn't go down very well with him. He's extremely pissed off that he's been put after poor Russ. Now, things get so bad between this couple after that task that they end up moving apartments. Now, Joe and James. Joe puts Jake the snake first. She was going off purely looks. And James then accuses Joe of having an affair with Jake. He thinks that she's sneaking around with him because she raided him at the top and apparently she's never home. So that's the big drama to look out for with those two this week. Joe is hilarious. I love Joe. Now let's talk about Bryce. Bryce, or should I say Bruce Rather Bland, as Clem Ford has nicknamed him. He didn't hold back throwing any shades at the other brides when he did this task. He called them either too fat, too skinny, too young, too old, etc., etc. He also said he doesn't like tattoos and Melissa has tattoos. Um, so that's a big slap in the face for her. And then apparently he also said that Samantha's too blonde for him. He only likes natural blondes, not fake blondes. Like <laughs> he sounds like freaking Goldilocks, honestly. He is a total narcissist. And that is the understatement of the century. Like So he rates his own wife apparently somewhere in the middle, basically rejects her to her face. The audacity. And Mel is obviously gutted. They have a huge blow up over it. So you know what, Bryce? I rank you last. (laughs) Last. Dead last. Melissa is a queen. And I swear to God, if you upset her one more time, I will find you. I'm not being a bitch, guys. Everyone that I have spoke to, honestly, has told me that Bryce is an arrogant a-hole, a total misogynist, but don't take my fake news word for it. You will see it for yourselves. Apparently, he doesn't do himself any favors this season, and he's going to be the villain, as I've mentioned previously. So you will see. Now, I do hope Melissa listens to this podcast. If not, someone please send her a telegram, a subscription, get her on board because she needs to hear the hard truths. Now, that isn't the only drama to come this week with Bryce and Melissa. So on the Bucks night, Bryce said to the other guys that he wasn't going to sleep with his bride on the first night because hashtag morals. 
However, he had a quick change of heart because he didn't stick to his word and he did sleep with her on the wedding night. So he threw his morals out of the window with the bathwater. <sighs> Me pretends to be shocked over here. Not shocked at all. Then he tells her after sleeping with her that she wasn't his type. Honestly, the nerve, the audacity. Melissa is a goddamn queen. I will not be told otherwise. She's so beautiful, like inside and out. She's such a sweetheart. And Bryce is acting like he's got like the looks of Brad Pitt, the eyes of Ryan Gosling, the hair of Jason Momoa, <laughs> the body of Dwayne Johnson, and the charisma of Chris Hemsworth, the wardrobe of Harry Styles, the talent of John Legend, and the wallet of Bradley Cooper. I mean, honestly, the audacity. Now this week, Bryce's morals took another huge blow. At the dinner party, I am told that Bryce wasted no time boasting about his sexual conquest with Melissa to the other guys. An onset source dishes to So Dramatic, Bryce was bragging to all the other guys about how he'd banged Melissa on the wedding night. He was giving them intimate details about their romp and basically big noting himself as the man. It was really gross. Melissa didn't say too much, but I could tell she was uncomfortable when she found out he had done it. He was speaking really loudly about it and everyone in the room could hear him. It was super uncomfortable. Such a pleasure, such a gentleman, what a guy. Now let's talk about Samantha and Cameron. Next week, they do get off to a great start. They, spoiler alert, consummate their marriage during the honeymoon and look, everything seems to be going well. It's all guns blazing until the morning after. A source tells So Dramatic, after sleeping together, Sam and Cameron do an honesty box and one of the questions asks if they're attracted to each other. They both answer honestly. Samantha says yes and Cam says no. Straight up no from a straight up savage. Wow. Look, a little white lie wouldn't go astray. Oh man, lie, 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 lie. Why would you tell a girl to her face that you're not attracted to her? Like, do you want to get your dick wet again or not? Come on. I mean, what would you rather? Have a guy tell you to your face that he's not attracted to you or lie to you? I mean, it is a hard one. The source continues. Sam is obviously heartbroken and furious when Cameron says that. And she's like, well, why did you sleep with me then? And look, fair question. The whole thing turns into a massive confrontation and they end up having to move to separate hotel rooms. The next day they meet up to discuss what went down and it turns into another heated argument. In fact, the source says that it becomes so heated that Cameron storms off, threatens to leave the show and leaves poor Sam sitting at the restaurant, crying her eyes out and sobbing on her own. The source says, they remain in separate hotel rooms and arrive at the dinner party alone. Cam tried to chat to her beforehand, but she said no. It's super awkward between them at the dinner party and Sam is on the verge of tears all night. Poor Sam. They then added, no one knew if Cam was even going to show up to the dinner party, but he eventually does. And during the dinner, they air their dirty laundry in front of everyone. And Sam accuses him of using her for a one night stand. Cam rips his mic off and storms out of the dinner party again and he tells producers that he's leaving the experiment. So lots of drama to come next week with these two. I cannot wait to see all of that unfold. Sounds super juicy. At the dinner party, there is also a drama between Coco and Samantha. Sam had a very busy night. Their beef first started on the hen's night after Coco made fun of the fact that Sam's ex-husband was 17 years older than her and that didn't go down too well with Samantha. 
Now, these two actually make up at the dinner party. Coco pulls Sam aside for a one-on-one chat. It apparently got so heated that Samantha walks out at one point, but producers actually force them to have it out and sort out their differences, which they end up doing. So that'll be good to watch and good to hear that they were able to patch things up. Speaking of Coco, oh my God, isn't she just iconic? She is my favorite contestant by far. I've been told by a source that Coco is not only loved by me, but she's also loved by the entire production team and she was also their favorite contestant this season. And she's apparently one of the ones who gets the most airtime this season. I can understand why she's the queen of one-liners and she basically narrates the whole show. I want her to narrate my entire life. So Coco, if you're listening, I've got a job opportunity for you over here. So she's paired with Sam aka Slim Shady, the real Marshall Mathers. And they are another couple where there is just no love between them from day one. And they also have to move to separate hotel rooms not long into the experiment because things get so heated with them. Warning. Oh my God. Okay, let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. That was so much to get through. I hope you guys all made it to the end. The first week is always more drama than a minute with Coco, but this episode truly takes the cake. I am already out of Valium and we're only one week in, so God help me. Pray for Meg, but I am so pumped about the new season of Maths. It is going to get even more explosive and I will be there bringing you guys the tea every step of the way if I'm still alive by the end. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe, rate and review. Five stars only, of course. Please, please do that because it honestly helps the show more than you know. And if you didn't know already, I have a lot of hate listeners. Hi, thank you for the downloads. But yes, please drown the trolls out with their awful comments and leave me a glowing five-star review. It will be much appreciated. And please keep sharing So Dramatic around more than the Married at First Sight stars share themselves around everywhere. If you could please post a screenshot when you're listening to the episode on social media, or if you could simply just tell a friend, send this episode to a friend who you think may enjoy it. You're helping them. You're helping me. You're basically making the world a better place. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram for daily gossip and tea. There is just so much tea being spilt on my Instagram account at the moment. It is literally putting TMZ to shame. That's at so dramatic podcast underscore Twitter. Lots of sassy tweets happening there during the episodes. That's at so dramatic pod. And then we also have our Facebook group, so dramatic podcast community. Guys, if you have anything that you want me to cover on the show, any tips, questions, please send me a DM or an email or a carrier pigeon. It will all be anonymous if you like. I promise I'll keep you all in witness protection and your secrets will be safe with me. Thank you for listening to another episode of So Dramatic. I will see you guys on Tuesday. I have Telv coming on to finish his interview and spill even more Married at First Sight tea as requested by all of you. I know that was supposed to be this Tuesday. I'm so sorry that I didn't drop it, but this week was so hectic with the new maths. We just couldn't do it. It just wasn't possible. So next Tuesday, I promise. And if it's not, I give you all permission to egg my house. See you all then. Goodbye, good riddance, and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. Oh my God. Oh my God. So dramatic with Megan Pacetto.